When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to this Story Story podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you too long ago and far away and bring you back safely. The beautiful spring days are starting to transform into the warm days of summer. I'm flitting to the local park like bees to a dandelion. I watch fresh leaves deepen their green and the grass grow longer only to be cut and grow again. I was sitting in the park the other afternoon, letting the grass cool and tickle my legs. The sun was warming my hair and I lay down to watch the clouds drift by. As I eased back into the grass, my hand hit something that jingled. I looked over and saw the smallest set of keys snuggled in the grass. I picked them up and wondered what tiny doors these keys opened. There was even a little acorn tchotchke on them. The first teller for this episode is Heather Forrest. Heather Forrest's unique minstrel style of storytelling blends original music, folk guitar, poetry, prose, and the song and spoken word. She has toured her repertoire of world folk tales for the past 30 years to theaters, major storytelling festivals, and conferences throughout the United States and abroad. She has eight albums and seven children's picture books, so if you'd love to hear or read more of her, there is more to hear and read. On this episode, she's telling the story, Drake's Tale. Once upon a time in France there lived a wicked king who often made promises and promptly forgot them. Once he borrowed money from a rich duck named Drake's Tail. With much pomp and ceremony, the king promised to pay back the loan. Rarely good to his word, however, the king considered the money his own. Drake's Tail was infuriated when the king did not return the money. He paced in his parlor and muttered, A good king should always keep his word. I am going to the palace this afternoon and demand my money back. Drake's tail set off down the road, singing, I want my money back. I want it today. Donnez-moi de l'argent, s'il vous plaît. As he marched along to his tune, Drake's tail came upon his friend, Fox. Bonjour. Comment allez-vous? Good day. How are you? asked Fox. Drake's tail replied, I am quite upset. I am going to visit the king to tell him he must keep his word and repay his debt to me. Fox said, The king is wicked. He may not be pleased with your demand. Can I come too? Perhaps there's something I can do. One can never have enough. Friends, Drake's tail replied, Then jump into my magic gizzard. Drake's tail had the unusual ability to shrink anything to a size that would fit in his throat. Fox 
shrank until he was the size of a barley seed, and into Drakestail's throat he went. Drakestail continued singing down the road. I want my money back, I want it today. Donnez-moi de l'argent, s'il vous plaît. Farther along, Drakestail met his friends, Ladder and River. Where are you going in such a rush? They asked. Drakestail replied, I am going to the palace of the wicked king to demand my money back. Ladder and River said, can we come to perhaps there's something we can do one can never have enough friends i agree said drake's tail jump into my magic gizzard ladder became the size of a grain of rice river was as small as a drop and into drake's tail's throat they went drake's tail continued along singing I want my money back, I want it today. Donnez-moi de l'argent, s'il vous plaît. Drake's tail met one last friend, Wasp. Can I come too? asked Wasp. Perhaps there is something I could do for you. And soon, Wasp was riding along, the size of a millet seed, in Drake's tail's magic throat. At long last, Drake's tail arrived at the palace and knocked loudly on the door. Donnez-moi de l'argent. Donnez-moi de l'argent. Give me my money back. Give me my money back. The king was in the throne room when he heard Drake's tail's voice. He called for the guards and said, Throw that duck in the chicken house. The guards threw Drake's tail into the chicken house. When the chickens saw a duck in their midst, they charged at him and started pecking. Drake's tail called for the aid of his friend, Fox. Fox, fox, be a friend indeed. Fox, fox, I am in need. Aidez-moi, 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 please help me. In a blink, Fox jumped out of Drake's tail's gizzard and chased away the chickens. Drake's tail went back to the gate. Donnez-moi de l'argent. Donnez-moi de l'argent. The wicked king heard Drake's tail again. He called to the guards, Throw that duck into a deep dry well. Cast to the bottom of the Tail called for the aid of his friend, Ladder. Ladder leaped out of the magic gizzard and up out of the well Drake's tail climbed. Angrier than ever, Drake's tail went back to the gate. Donnez-moi de l'argent. Donnez-moi de l'argent. The wicked king told the guards, Throw him in the royal furnace. And they did. As the flames licked at his feathers, Drake's tail called for the aid of his friend, River. River, river, be a friend indeed. River, river, I am in need. Aidez-moi, 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 please help me. 
River washed the fire out, and Drakestail went back to the gate. Give me my money back! Give me my money back! The king couldn't believe his ears. Still alive? Bring that duck to me. Now, the king was a huge man. He put Drake's tail on the royal chair and sat on him. The king flattened Drake's tail until Drake's tail gasped for breath. Just then, the duck remembered one last friend. He called for the aid of Wasp. Wasp, Wasp, be a friend indeed. Wasp, Wasp, I am in need. Wasp came out of Drakestail's magic gizzard and chased the wicked king off the royal throne, through the palace door, down the road, and across the countryside. And for all I know, that wicked man is still running. Meanwhile, Drakestail sat up on the throne and fluffed his feathers. He decided to take the throne for himself. Drake's tail became a noble king Whose praises still are heard He always kept his friends But above all kept his word The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Pencils by Pinocchio do you need pencils that last longer? Perhaps a pencil that could last forever? Get Pencils by Pinocchio and never run out again. You can use Pencils by Pinocchio until you are down to a half-inch nub, but if you write a few lines of white lies with it, the pencil will grow and grow until you have a perfectly long pencil again. Pencils by Pinocchio. Write the right way. I took the tiny set of keys and put them in my pocket while I enjoyed the fine day. They jingled merrily as I watched the clouds drift by. I saw a cloud that looked like a cloud. One that looked like a castle. One that looked like a turkey. I took time to swing on the swings and looked for any flowers that might be blooming around the edge of the green. After a refreshing romp around the grass, I started to walk home. As I was making my way to the sidewalk, I noticed a Squirrel. It was frantically searching through the grass, digging and squeaking, looking more distressed than just a lost winter peanut. And I realized that's where I had been cloud gazing and where I found the keys. I pulled the keys out of my pocket and looked at them, the tiny keys and the acorn trophy. Could this be what the squirrel was looking for? I knelt down, held them out, and jingled. The squirrels had whipped round. I saw the keys and me. It hesitated, then slowly, step by step, crept closer until it took the keys in its little paws and scampered away. It then paused and looked back to where I was kneeling in the grass, flicked its tail in thanks, and was gone. The second teller for this episode is our very own Simon Brooks. Since 1991, British storyteller, humorist, and author Simon Brooks has been telling to audiences from all over the world. Simon has won awards and honors for his storytelling albums from the Storytelling World and the Parents' Choice Awards. And he's one of the awesome hosts of this podcast. 
In fact, some of you eagle-eared listeners might be wondering why he wasn't hosting this episode, because it is an episode that he would generally host. Well, he has caught a summer cold and sounds quite stuffy, so we're giving him a break this week. But in case you missed him, this is him telling Fly Eagle Fly. This story comes from the continent of Africa. And it tells about how sometimes if we listen too much to other people, we might not realise our full potential. The story is called Fly, Eagle, Fly. Once, many years ago, there was a farmer. He had goats and he had chickens and some other livestock. And he had a great number of children. He lost count after six. After a great storm had come in, he realised that one of his kid goats was missing. Now in this African village, his kid goats were part of his wealth. So he needed to make sure he found that kid goat, and so he searched for it. He looked through the village and couldn't find it, and then he moved out into the tall grasses near the village and could not find the goat there. He looked in amongst the trees and then made his way up into the foothills of the mountains. He did not find his kid goat. But what he did find was a young eagle. He looked around for a nest that it might have fallen from, but there were no trees nearby. He looked in the rocks for nests, but found nothing. He scoured the skies for the sight of another eagle, its parents, but again he saw nothing. And knowing that this bird would die, left on its own, he picked it up and wrapped it into his robes and made his way home. Well, as he entered the village, his children came running towards him. They had found the goat. It had taken shelter underneath a fallen down fence, and the children were happy to find it, but they saw that their father was holding something within his robes. What is it, they called. Thinking he would have a little bit of fun with his children, he pulled out the young eagle and showed it to them, and then said, This is a chicken. It's a strange-looking chicken, father, said the youngest. It is, but it is still a chicken. And he put it with the other chickens. Now this young juvenile eagle had never seen chickens before, and he watched them closely and he saw how the chickens scraped in the earth with their talons. And so the eagle started to scrape in the earth with his talons. And then he saw how the chickens started to pull up grubs and worms out of the earth and eat them. And even though the eagle's beak was the wrong shape, it tried and after a while succeeded in pulling up grubs and worms and began to eat them. You see, said the farmer, it scratches in the dirt like a chicken and it pulls the grubs and the worms out of the dirt and eats them, just like a chicken. It is a chicken. And because it was their father, they believed him, and life went on. Well, a few weeks later, a friend of his visited. When he saw the eagle amongst the chickens, he couldn't believe his eyes. Why have you got that eagle in with those chickens? It is not an eagle, said the farmer. It is a chicken. No, it's not. It's an eagle. But the farmer was insistent. Look how he scratches at the dirt and pulls out the worms. It acts like a chicken. It is a chicken. The farmer's friend wouldn't believe him. 
So he stooped down and picked up the eagle. He held it high above his head, and then, bending his elbows down, he tossed it up into the air. Fly, eagle, fly, he cried out. But the bird, imitating the chickens, just fluffed its wings up and landed safely back on the ground and went back to scratching and digging in the dirt. You see, it is a chicken. I still say it's an eagle, said the farmer's friend. And for then, they left it at that. Well, the farmer's friend returned a few weeks later, and this time he picked up the eagle and asked his farmer friend if he had a ladder. Yes, of course I have a ladder, the friend asked him. Could you put it up against the side of your hut? And he did. And then the farmer's friend carried the eagle to the very top of the ladder, high above the ground. I still say this bird is an eagle, said the farmer's friend. And the farmer called back, And I say it is a chicken. The farmer's friend took hold of the eagle as he balanced on the top rung, high up there. And he tossed the bird up into the sky. Fly, eagle, fly, he cried out. But once again, the bird just fluttered its wings and crashed back down to the ground, just like a chicken might. You see, it is a chicken. I still say it's an eagle. But for then, they left it at that. Well, a few months later, the farmer's friend once more returned. But this time it was the dead of night. And he woke his farmer friend up, shaking him, and whispered, Come on, get up, put your robes on. But where are we going? said the farmer. You'll see. Once the farmer was dressed in his robes, he went outside where his friend was waiting with a lantern and the eagle wrapped up in his robes. What are we doing? I'm going to prove to you once and for all that this is not a chicken and this is an eagle. I still say that it is a chicken. Bleary-eyed and tired, the farmer followed his friend, who was holding the eagle and the lantern, out of the village and up into the foothills. The sky slowly started to lighten. The deep blue became lighter and lighter, and they climbed higher and higher up into the mountains until they came to this precipice. The path cut along this ledge, and there they stopped. The farmer's friend set the eagle down on the edge of the ledge, and then he leant against the rock on the side of the path. And the farmer did the same. He rubbed his eyes. What are we doing here? You'll see. They sat and waited, and the sky lightened even more, and then the sun peaked its face over the horizon, and the orb slowly rose higher and higher, and the brightness of the sun filled the sky. The warmth from its rays shone onto the eagle, and the eagle lifted its head from its wings and stared at the brightness of the sun. The eagle opened its wings to feel the warmth of the sun rays on its wing feathers. The farmer's friend stood up right next to the eagle. The eagle ignored him. The farmer's friend leant over the edge of the ledge, and already the warmth from the sun was starting to cause a thermal of air to rise up, and with a very small movement, with his foot, he kicked the eagle off the ledge, and down it went. The farmer leapt to his feet. What are you doing? You have kicked my chicken off the edge of the ledge. It will surely die, said the farmer. But the eagle, with the wind ruffling through its feathers, stretched its wings out to its full length, and 
caught itself on the wind. It beat its wings once, twice. It rose on that thermal of air. It rose and it passed them. And as it did, the farmer's friend cried out, Fly, eagle, fly. Be who you are and not what others tell you. And off the eagle flew. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Heather Forrest at heatherforrest.com and Simon Brooks at diamondscree.com. We hope that they continue to tell and write stories, and we hope that you continue to find their stories and enjoy them. If you have questions or comments for the podcast, send them to storystorypodcast at gmail.com. If you send us an email, let me know the favorite story you have heard of the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. The inspiration behind the fairy tale sponsor was a recent consideration I had about the story Pinocchio. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was the very first true fairy tale I ever wrote, where a squirrel returned some keys to me. This podcast is made possible by you. Go write a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You'll hear more stories soon, but until then... Live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal.